e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Comsi, the place of everything related to Amazon private label and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, founder and CEO of Comsi. And today we bring you a very special guest. His name is Bradley, and he's director of training and chief evangelist at Healing Time. We all know what is Healing Time is. It's pretty much the best tool out there when it comes to helping you, you know, find the products and keywords and basically all the data that you need to scale your Amazon business further. And I think the reason why I wanted to bring Bradley today is because we know we all struggle when it comes to launching a, a new product on Amazon. And he has an amazing strategy that he's been talking for years now, which is basically the Maldives honeymoon method, which now I believe we are the 3.0 uh, uh, itineration already. So it's been evolving over time. So can't wait to see what is new with this new version. But yeah, before we jump into that, I want to welcome you, Bradley. Thank you for being here. How you doing, my friend? Thank you for having me. Uh, doing just great here. You know, just talking about how we're we're freezing here in California, but that's like you know, like like fifty degrees Fahrenheit. It's uh, like ice cold, and that's like you know eight eight degrees Celsius yeah. or something. But, uh, if that yeah, one, I mean, it was but, like that over there, you you'd be in your t shirt and going outside. Uh, I know. Untanning. I know. <laughs> I hear uh, for us in, in the UK. I mean, uh, as soon as we go above four or five degrees, people go out. Like they go to the parks. As as soon as we see a little bit of sunshine, no. you see like british going out like you know like rabbits when they see sunshine they go out to grab it yeah uh, because here in the uk we don't have a lot of that but you know it is what it is so awesome so um, i mean before we jump into the technical stuff and all the strategies that i bet a lot of people want to jump right away i know a lot of people already know in the space but still we st have new people in the community that want to know who is Bradley and, you know, get inspired by your story because I definitely think you can definitely learn a lot from your background and what you have done so far. So maybe you can give us a little bit of that and how you landed into Healing Time. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, I was a consultant actually before I was a seller. Like I didn't even become a seller on Amazon until I worked at, at Helium 10, but, um, I had launched over 400 products for other people and, yeah. um, how, how I got kind of got on the roadmap of Helium 10 was, was I was using Helium 10, not not for very long. Like I was using other tools um, before Helium 10. And then I started using Helium 10 when I was a consultant. And then I would go into their their Facebook groups. And and what I have a lot of pet peeves. And like one of them is when people are giving like wrong information or trying to like mm -hmm. mislead people, whether it's on purpose or not. Yeah. Like that was that's always been something that bothered me. So, you know, I, I didn't I wasn't getting any money from Helium 10 in those days, but I was like known to be the one guy who would go into their Facebook group and like kind of like set people's <laughs> right and start people arguments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> arguments and stuff, you know, that kind. And and then the uh, at the time, the owners, the previous or the founders of Helium 10 were like, who is this guy? So like, well, they, they found out I live not you know, like you an hour away. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, hey, come meet us. And and then, you know, long story short, uh, they offered me a job. And, and then, yeah, I, I came on and I came to Helium 10 and started selling. You know, start. I, I had to stop doing consulting because I didn't have any time. But then I was like, wait a minute, like, mm -hmm. like I, 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 two weeks into that, I'm like, there's no <laughs> way that I can, um, you know, keep my knowledge fresh or like yeah. be an educator in this space if I'm not in the game. Doing you know? it. So I was like, mm -hmm. that's when I started. 
That's great. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I, I think that is an amazing journey because I, I feel like you have seen everything from, you know, from everything that's happening in the back end of all these Facebook groups where people is complaining about all the bad strategies, sure. all the good strategies, and that help you build that knowledge that you're sharing nowadays with the amazing podcast you have going on. Uh, so now, um, let's get started with um, the topic, which is basically, you know, uh, the Maldives honeymoon uh, methodology to launch products. So as we already mentioned, uh, we already are in the third version of the method. So I know a lot of things have changed, especially with, you know, policies changing in Amazon. You know, you need to keep adapting and, and things that you do on a daily basis to keep launching products. And I would like to use this opportunity, you know, to pick your brain here, uh, hear your mm -hmm. take around what is the best method right now and what are some of the results you have seen, if you can say that, yeah? Yeah, so, so just, uh, you know, a brief history on how, how it got started. Like for, and yeah. first of all, this, this is not some official you know name. I just made this up. But uh, <laughs> how I made it up, you know, how I came to it, it was was you know for you know at least five years, I would say people talk about the honeymoon period on Amazon. Yeah. Um, Still, you know, he, yeah, Helium <laughs> Ten was not the person who, or was not the company that that made yeah. that term up. But it, it's standard in the industry that there's this like honeymoon period where the first couple of months, you know, like, like things. That happen to a listing have a bit much bigger effect than like say the same exact thing that happens to a you know mature listing that's you know a couple years old or something. And so my my specialty when I was a consultant was always launching. Um, you know, I, I wasn't doing PPC, you know, I wasn't doing the product research, you know, mm -hmm. um, I was a hundred percent like you know, doing the keyword research and and covering the launch of a product. And so uh, I would always try and get the most bang for my buck out of the honeymoon period because I knew that's that's the best ROI. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I noticed way back then, like sometimes, um, I mean, I would always use a honeymoon period, but sometimes it would be like the honeymoon period on steroids. Like mm, yeah. one little <laughs> thing I did and boom, would, would just like <laughs> explode. And it was kind mm -hmm. of like on accident the first few times I was like, well, man, this is crazy. Like, like, how can I make this happen on purpose? You know, like mm -hmm. uh, the honeymoon period is already good, but if I can, I can do this, you know, like, and, and get to here, it's like. I got to, I got to duplicate this. You know, I, it can't be just hit or miss. And so I, I, I tried to figure out reverse engineer different, you know, things that were happening on how I could get that. And then that's how I was like, okay, I, I got this as a formula now. And then, um, you know, what, what do I call this? And I was like, okay, I Googled <laughs> like, what is the most amazing honeymoon you could take? Yeah. Uh, and it was the yeah. Maldives honeymoon. I, at the time I had never been to the Maldives. And so okay. I actually flew to the Maldives. Um, yeah. I'd never been there. And then I recorded the <laughs> podcast episode. And I was like, all right, we're going to name this the Maldives honeymoon uh, method. That's the, um, that's the that's origin good. of it. And I think you do it often now. You go often there and you you record this episode, I think, once per year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like usually one every 50 uh, uh, episodes, like on the like it started on episode 200. So then I did 200, 250, 300, 350, and we just yeah. finished 400. So this year, yeah. I'm not sure if I'm going to do four, 450 again. <laughs> like it's kind of fast coming up, but... uh. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if I have enough mileage points, you know, it doesn't pay for me to go to Maldives. I, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, actually I was having a look at your last episode uh, that you put in YouTube with video and I was seeing the, the room you were saying at the man is, is crazy under the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that was like, that, that's a crazy room, but, um, Conrad Maldives, but anyways, that, that's the origin of the name. Now, how the, the basic structure of it hasn't changed much. And again, okay. the, the point of it is. How can we spend as little as possible, relatively mm -hmm. speaking, and have the most bang for our buck to really take advantage of that that honeymoon period? Now, the core things though have that have changed, like you know, as we all know, over the last couple of years, you know, you can't do um, 
you, you can't do search find by and two-step mm -hmm. URLs and things. And, and those were mm -hmm. part of the original Maldives honeymoon method. But the 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 idea behind it is the same. And that is you want to force people who search a certain keyword to buy your product. And, and then that will show send Amazon those signals that, hey, this is a great product for this keyword. And then theoretically, you know, uh, increase it. And so one of the, the core tenets of this is, first of all, even before you choose a product, like if you wanted to have a good idea about how expensive or how difficult or hard it might be to get to page one, one of the first things that you should look at is in the keyword or keywords mm -hmm. of uh, a niche, you know, that you're, you're investigating, check what we call the title density. Uh, mm -hmm. Title density is another made up word by, by us. This is not, you know, some Amazon yeah. word, but basically how we define it is how many products on page one of the search results of this keyword have that exact keyword in phrase form. For example, if you were to look at the title density of collagen peptides, uh, it's probably 40. And what that mm -hmm. means is out of the 50 organic listings on page one, when you search collagen peptides, mm -hmm. probably 40 of them Crazy, have yeah. collagen peptides mm -hmm. as an exact phrase in the title. You know, mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean that it's impossible to get to page one, but you, you just know that you need money. You need a lot of money to get there. It's going to be hard. Yeah. Now, contrast, excuse me, contrast that with something like off the wall, like um, coffin bookshelf or something. Okay. The title density might be two. And that mm -hmm. basically means if you search coffin bookshelf, only two listings on the entirety of page one have the word coffin bookshelf in phrase form, meaning that. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're not, or, I mean, you could potentially on day one without even one sale, if you have that keyword in phrase form in your title, you potentially could be on page one without doing anything. But mm -hmm. even if you're not on page one, it's going to be super simple, uh, very cheap to get to that top level because of how much relevancy, uh, Amazon assigns to the keywords that are in your title. That's awesome. And now, yeah, I totally agree with you with the fact that, you know, finding these gaps like in the market where you can go in and, uh, and penetrate the the competition is super important because i totally agree that at the beginning people when they're launching a product they usually want to go for the the keyword with the highest search volume and the most competitive ones because they think that's where the money is but yes if you find keywords like the collagen cup type that they have 40 people using it it's like you're gonna struggle to get there on, on page one uh, now at the same time people may ask themselves this question which is how do I find these keywords, you know? And, and maybe you can help us give us some insight around how you can find the keywords that, you know, uh, have this opportunity and, and use them in your listing. Yeah, well, I mean, of course, you know, you could just manually do it. Like like maybe you're, you find Price. something on Google, <laughs> yeah. a keyword, but then you go to Amazon and just do a control F yeah. and, and try yeah. and see how many is on, you know? But that, I don't advise it. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a little bit uh, tedious. You know, we laugh about that now, but you know, like seven years ago before there was, you know, Helium 10 and, and other tools, you know, like <laughs> that's all that people could do, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but, but you know, in Helium Ten, we in our keyword research tools, uh, we have a a a, um, a you know toggle for title density. So, like, you could be doing any keyword research in Magnet or Cerebro, and there's a title density filter where you're like, hey, show me the keywords that came out in this list that are less than X title density. But mm -hmm. Black Box is the best way that I do it because in Black okay. Box, it and it's the second tab, not the first tab. I think. 90% of people probably use the first tab of black box, mm -hmm. which is products. But yeah, the second tab is called keywords and I can enter in characteristics of a keyword. So what I like mm -hmm. to do is I'll be like, Hey, show me a keyword. And there's no magic number here, but you know, that has at least, you know, 
2,000 search volume or 5,000 or between eight and 10,000. I put whatever I want. And then a title density less than hmm. five is what I yeah. what I usually like to uh, pick. And then I, I just start going, you know, I might I might not find the end result right there in the results, but I can usually go down some rabbit trails. Start filtering. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Start filtering down and then and then seeing other characteristics. But that, that's the way that I like to uh, search. for it. Now, that's that's a way of searching, but it's not like, oh, no, you know what? You should never in 2023 launch any product that has a high title. Answer. You know, that's not what I'm trying to say. It's just if you're looking for something to kind of give you a little bit leg up on the competition when you launch, this is it. But like I said, you know, like, let's say you have a collagen peptides that, you know, cures cancer. Well, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter what the title density is or how many reviews people, people have. Gonna you know, look for still going to, you know, yeah. <laughs> going to buy your product. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And, and on top of that, I would like to ask you these keywords. Eh, I know you're filtering based on title density, but maybe, you know, people come up with, 10, 20 keywords, and the reality is sometimes you don't have the opportunity to add them all in the title. So uh, how would you advise to give the priority? It would be in search volume, it would be in relevancy, how you go about that, yeah. But so so like if, I, if I'm trying to think about a new niche to get into or a new product? Yeah, let's say you have the, the 20 keywords, right? That mm -hmm. they have title density under five, okay. but on the title, we can all fill them, right? So it's limited space. So how would you choose which ones? It would be yeah. based on, on the highest search volume or, or how you- So search volume definitely is key. You know, mm -hmm. like something could have a title density of zero, but if it's searched for, you know, 200 <laughs> times, you know, who cares? You know, that means nobody's <laughs> yeah, yeah. buying it. So the other thing that I like to do at the keyword level and this is why almost all of my product research now is done at, at keyword level. Like I, I don't really search for products that much. Myself. I always search for, yeah. for keywords. Mm -hmm. But um, we have this uh, filter. Like I like to look at what's going on in the top 10 organic positions because usually that's where your competition is at. You know, mm -hmm. we have some filters in Helium 10. I know other tools have the same thing. Every Everybody kind of start. you know, Helium 10 wasn't even the first with this. But where you can like say, you know, hey, show me keywords where on average on page one, this is happening. You know, like you could do mm -hmm. that in Helium 10 now and hundreds, thousands of people, you know, do that. I like to skip that filter about the average of page one. Mm -hmm. And I like to go down to the very bottom. There's these, what we have called advanced, uh, advanced filters. And that's just hyper-focused on the top 10 listings. And okay. so what I like to do is look for characteristics only in the top 10. When I say top 10, that means organic positions, one mm -hmm. through 10, not top 10 sales mm -hmm. uh, of, uh, of different things. Like, for example, I could say like, hey, show me a keyword with blank title density, blank search volume. And then we're at least six out of the top first 10 products have less than 75 reviews. I love that filter. Right? And <laughs> at least five have at least $5,000 revenue. That's just an example of, of yeah. one of the ones that you can do. And it kind of like really further, you know, like really, uh, you know, fur furthers that um, or, or laser focuses that that search. Good. So uh, now we are at this stage that we have the keywords, we have uh, identified the, the ones that are going to give us the best, you know, opportunity to enter this market. And let's say we finalize the listing optimization. So at this stage, what would you say is the next step to, you know, get the most out of this launch? What would be the next phase of it? Well, there's, a, there's like little things here or there that I like to do, you know, as far as mm -hmm. the listing optimization goes, because like there's some key points there. Like obviously your main keywords you got to have in phrase form. I like doing it at least two times each, you know, for my top five phrases. Okay. And and the ones that, uh, you know, it's, and I, I try and uh, nest keywords in the title and other places. So like, for example, okay. I might have multiple keywords. I'm like, hey, these are great keywords. 
and it could be egg tray, wooden egg tray, egg tray for kitchen, you know, something like that. If I put wooden egg tray for kitchen mm -hmm. in phrase form in my title or somewhere else, I'm getting credit for all of those phrases because they're just components of, of each other. And yeah, so it's combined. important to do that instead of just looking at, okay, I have this keyword. I need to get this somewhere in my listing to this other keyword. Let me put it somewhere. You can, you get more bang for your buck when, when you, when you nest phrases like that. Yeah. And then additionally, I want to make sure that when I launch um, Amazon, like kind of like uh, assigns or not assigns, but kind of like equates my listing with as many other listings as possible because when you first launch, Amazon algorithm doesn't really know what you're going to be relevant for. All it has mm -hmm. to go on, because it has no buyer behavior to look at, all it has to go on mm -hmm. is your listing copy and like how it relates to existing listings, right? And so that, that that's important for PPC, like in your auto and broad campaigns. It's important for that, for how wide of a net uh, Amazon will cast. Because in the honeymoon period, sometimes Amazon is more liberal with how it shows you in PPC because it's trying to give you a, a leg up. But if it only, if it's like, oh, this is only relevant to like a coffin shelf, you know, it's going to be limited to, to, to kind of like how many, you know, how many other keywords. So what I like to do is I look at the um, like frequently bought together from mm -hmm. the, the products, the existing competition, and then look at that history and then pick, pick like some, some important ones. Like, for example, if you were to do that on coffin, on a coffin yeah. shelf, you might see something like. Uh, a bat shelf or you might see something like a coffin um i actually had one here because i was looking at it. It was crazy a coffin uh, a bathroom mat like people are doing wow <laughs> that's crazy right? you know that that's yeah. not your competitor you know you're not really yeah, yeah. gonna normally you're not gonna like tweak your keyword strategy yeah. based on a, a irrelevant product but what, what I do is if I see that they're, they're commonly bought together with my competitors, I know there's already people buying you know those together. So what I'll do is I'll go into that individual listing and get their five best keywords. You know, for mm -hmm. Coffin Shelf, I'm doing a lot deeper research. You know, I'm, I'm finding the 15 mm -hmm. best keywords. I'm finding the, the secondary 200 keywords and looking at you know brand analytics and everything else. But for, for, for these complementary products, I'm going to take their top five, you know, like where they're ranked in like the top five or top 10 and highest search volume. And I'm going to try and get those keywords in phrase form somewhere in my listing so that hmm. from day one, Amazon is relating me uh, to these products. And yeah. then what, what's going to happen is, is in the from day one, instead of waiting for buyer behavior to show that my product is related to them, which is, it's going to happen anyways. It means yeah. from day one, my relevancy is to those products for the Amazon algorithm. So now Amazon is showing me you know, on auto campaigns for those products, uh, yeah. keywords, uh, I can target them from day one. You know, sometimes everybody always says like, Hey, I, I know this keyword is important, but I, I target it and Amazon's not giving me impressions or I'm tar targeting this in a mm. sponsored display campaign or product targeting campaign, but Amazon's not giving me impressions is because yeah. Amazon is not relevant. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that tip around finding accessories and related keywords is very important because I mean, I have seen that a lot of times that when we do product audits, we find that the product is doing a, a huge amount of revenue. But when we actually analyze where the revenue sometimes is coming, you will be surprised that you could find it's coming from keywords that it doesn't define the product exactly, yeah. but just a very broad keyword. And it's what we call an outlier keyword. And they are mm -hmm. ranking on a very broad category. And that is what is driving the traffic to that niche. And that's why in, in competitor eyes, they always think how they're making so many sales if there isn't so, so much search volume in the actual keywords of the niche. But it's because yeah. they're getting from these related keywords, which is a good thing.
Uh, now, uh, okay, so let's say we uh, then identify everything in terms of these uh, extra keywords um, and we finalize everything in terms of which keywords we're gonna uh, launch for. I guess the next step would be around uh, how we design the, the, the PPC campaigns. So yeah. in here, what would your advice? Would your advice just to start with manual campaigns like exact match or you combine it with phrase and broad and auto? What is your experience with that? Yeah, so one, one quick thing before the PPC campaigns, and this is a, sure. a kind of minor thing, but I don't, I personally, and, and I'll give you guys a, a counterpoint to this, but I personally don't create my listing until I'm ready to sell it the next day. Meaning okay. that, you know, a lot of us, you know, like if we don't have our own warehouse, I have my own warehouse right right here behind my yeah. house. That's why I bought this property. It was like so convenient. You know? <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah. So a lot of us don't have that. And so like, what, what, what we normally do, or, or even if we do have our own warehouse or 3PL or something, what we do is we create the listing because we have to be able to get the FN SKU for mm -hmm. our Chinese or Indian factories to put yep. on the box, right? But what happens is sometimes that kind of like can kill the, the honeymoon period if the listing is kind of active on the back end, even though it's not really active. Usually you know, one so, month so or two, is, you know? So. Yeah, I don't start. I, I mean, I, I write my listing like in Helium 10 or whatever tool I'm going to use. You know, and then I only start it the day that I can start getting sales. And and you can do that because um, I, I always dual list my listings, uh, FBM and FBA. And so okay. if I turn on my listing, I'm going to or create a listing. It's ready that same day with FBM because I, mm -hmm. I can fulfill out my warehouse while oh, my yeah. product is is going to um, to Amazon from here. So I have my product go from China to to my warehouse here. And then I I, lay, I make the listing, label everything, send it to Amazon. But the same day, I'm I'm already getting sales, and that like kind of like shows Amazon like, hey, look at this listing. It was just created, and it's already getting sales. That's another thing that spikes the algorithm. Um, but for those who don't have their own warehouse or they can't do that, what other people do, and this works like like 95% of the time as well, is just you know make sure to set your launch date, yeah, in exactly. the future or your go live date, and it kind of has the the same. Yeah, it's effect. like a trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. So then what? For that day one, it's important, you know, now that we have no search in the old days, search find buy was so easy. You know, I would use companies mm -hmm. like AZ Rank and then I would just tell them, Hey, um, Alina, Alina's the owner of I don't know if she's you yeah. should have her on the show if you've never um, yeah, she's never been for here. Sure. But um, I would just say, All right, Alina, I need you know for for a coffin shelf keyword, I need uh eight people to buy this over, you know, or I need three people on day one and five people on day two. And like, I, that's, that's it. That's all I have to do. And, and it, it yeah, happens. Yeah. Boom. I'm on page one. It's so easy in those old days. Right. Yeah. But I then know, that I became know. out against terms of service. And so, but what I do now is hundred percent through PPC, but it's basically the same thing. So the fact is, how do you force people, in other words, to buy your product after the search of a keyword, um, even though, you know, you have zero reviews and, and, you know, whatever the case is. And so what I, the formula that I found is you have to find a price point where it doesn't matter that nobody heard of your brand or that mm -hmm. they, um, um, you know, that you have zero reviews, but people are almost forced to buy it because they're like, man, I don't know about this, but like, I this can't price, lose it. like it's worth <laughs> yeah. a try. Right. And, yeah, yeah. and there's no answer about what, you know, th there's no one answer for every product. So like, let, let's say it's a coffin shelf. Like if I, if I were to launch another coffin shelf today, <clears throat> That price would probably, be, you know, let's say it's a $30 coffin shelf. To me, that price would maybe be $14 or something like that. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm like, it might, because I know this niche pretty well. 50% like, pretty hey, much. Yeah. 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 I, I'm like, you know what? But it's 50% is not always needed. Sometimes you have to go more, sometimes you have to go less. But I'm like, you know what? I know this niche pretty well that if somebody saw 
a $15 coffin shelf, they would be like, oh, I got to give this a try, right? So what I do is that I set a sale price. Uh, I set a sale price or a coupon. Um, there's there's no like, you know, one way to to, to do that. Um, and then I, I do, a, I, I target like five or 10 of my launch keywords with a very high bid. Uh, and then I make sure I'm at the top. So, you know, I don't top have to go now. checking every page. I'll, I'll put those keywords into, uh, you know, Helium 10 keyword tracker. I'll turn the boost on. Mm-hmm. which is that little rocket ship. So it's checking 24 hours a day. And I make sure that I'm showing up all over the country at position one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically now this is, this is where it's uh, a lot harder than the old days is you got to be careful. Now, now you're not controlling how many people, like I said before, I can just tell AZ rank, Hey, <clears throat> five, seven, eight, you know, like, and that's all that would happen. Right. But now you've got to kind of like be watching that all day long. Because you can't control, you know, like what? What if somebody posts your link on on social media? It goes viral or something like twenty four hours. Lose again. Too much money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you don't, you don't lose, sell out your three hundred inventory for only fifteen dollars. I mean, every single one that you're doing at this price, you're losing money, which you have to do when, when you launch. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to manually be looking at your PPC data to to see how many conversions you get for that keyword for that day, and then you pause that target once you hit that. You know, so like if. If I see my CPR number, which is our number for how many mm-hmm. you need to sell after a search over eight days, if it's like, you know, 80 and then I hit 10 for the day. All right. That target I turn off. You know, um, if my product just goes viral in general, I, I got to like stop everything. I got to raise the price or something or, or yeah, stop yeah. it or put the inventory to zero, which, by the way, is another advantage of starting with FBM is I could, I just put inventory to zero or I put like 25 <laughs> and or when 20 stops. That's it. Yeah. Meaning that even if I miss it. It, it can't go even if it goes viral you know it's not like i can be cleared out of it my because i only put yeah, yeah exactly 20 and so basically that that's what i'm manually doing over the first you know uh eight ten days is making sure i hit that number of conversions on ppc for that keyword uh each day if i can um and then you know almost always but if i hit that you know by 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 even earlier like by day five day four i'm already on page one for that keyword yeah, it's pretty much like doing rebate, but with PPC, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> in a way that that is 100% terms of service, you know, compliant. <laughs> good, good. And for everybody listening to this, uh, just to clarify the CPR, what, what you mentioned, you can find this with Helium 10, right? It basically tells you how many units you should be giving every day to rank for page one, right? For the queue. Yes. Okay, awesome. So once we do this PPC uh, strategy, and we do, as you said, for eight, 10 days or so, um. When can you actually measure the success of this launch, right? And uh, what are your next steps based mm-hmm. on the results? So if you can maybe share some insight because maybe people is doing it and then after 10 days, okay, I did the launch. What do I do now? <laughs> so yeah. maybe you can give well, us some there's next different steps. Ways. You know, yeah. if, you, if you're in a very small market like Coffin Shelf or something, that might be it. Like those eight to 10 days, those are the main keywords. You're going to get almost all of your sales from you. I'd be done. Now everything's maintenance mode, you know, I turn off the sale price. Um, mm-hmm. I start sending out, you know, review requests. Um, you know, I, I I make my campaigns maybe a little less aggressive. Um, you know, have the regular price. Uh, maybe start some campaigns for just complimentary keywords. Now it's mm-hmm. in maintenance mode. But other people are like, okay, those are my first five keywords. Now I'm on page one there. Now let me rinse and repeat, mm-hmm. and now do my right next five to ten keywords to launch. So there's no one answer there, but but um, but yeah, I mean, like if if you hit that number and, and, and it's been five days, then, you know, 
you're going to be on page one. I'll like almost guarantee. Mm -hmm. If not, that means there's something wrong going on with the, you know, like maybe the number, like maybe there's some abnormally high sales, so it doesn't count for as much. But the reason why I say five and, and you know, we, we suggest going like eight to 10 days is because it's not enough to like, oh, you know, sometimes you could be on page one by day two. That doesn't mean, mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to stop and I'm not going to stop doing these because you might fall off like right away. Um, so yeah. I always suggest doing the full eight days, even if you already got to page one by like day two or three or four. I always suggest to keep going to to kind of feed the the algorithm. But at, at that point, you know, like you, you could be if you're in a, a niche where there's not much competition, you could be almost, uh, you know, at the top spot <laughs> just just with this, this strategy alone. Awesome. And just to start concluding now, uh, I think another thing that I just want to quickly bring to the table because I feel uh, we might have not discussed that is the indexation. So yes. I wanted to hear your take on this because I know before we do all this PPC aggressive strategy and everything, it's very important to make sure that we are indexing for those keywords. Otherwise, you know, maybe PPC might not even show you for those keywords. And I just wanted to hear what are some advice to help with indexation because sometimes people struggle with that. They don't really know how to track it, so maybe you can give some yeah. advice. Yeah, I mean, the way it's supposed to work is if you have a keyword in your listing, you should be indexed for it. But unfortunately, that doesn't happen 100% <laughs> yeah. of the time for whatever reason, you know, just the Amazon algorithm, maybe the category you're in, yeah. you know, whatever. So never assume just because you have the word in your listing that you're indexed for it. So what I do is before I, before I, I really go full mode, once my listing is active, I just run all the keywords that I want to be indexed for in index checker. And then, you know, if I'm not indexed, I try and like add it to, to, you know, like maybe it's my subject matter or maybe it's the search terms, which are now known as generic keywords mm -hmm. or whatever the case I might. And if it's still not like there's one last kind of ditch resort in, in some categories, they have this field called special features. Mm -hmm. And like that for me, like historically the last six months, it's like I put something into special features within like two minutes or less it's it's indexed like no matter how oh. crazy the keyword is um uh, okay. and but you have to be careful with that one because you can't keyword stuff because that actually shows up above your yeah, point. it doesn't look so, nice if you keyword stuff yeah yeah mm -hmm. so you, it's gonna look terrible on your <laughs> if you put all the random keywords yeah. <laughs> yeah put a bunch of random stuff in there <laughs> but but if you have trouble indexing for a keyword that that will help it does nothing for ranking that 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 um that little built or that little uh, feature right there but the special features uh, will help you get indexed for keywords that you, for, for whatever reason, you can't get indexed in another part of your listing. Awesome. And I know as well, uh, for those people that may be wondering how to do the subject matters, I know you can do that with Helium 10, right? With integration. Yeah. So, so you know, th there's people who have, might maybe have hacks with, with, uh, you know, flat files and things like that, which definitely I, I heard still work. You can but do it, yeah. if you're like, hey, I, I hate flat files. Like, I, I don't Everybody, everybody's with... scared about that. They are very yeah. scared about flat and files. It's like, just use, um, <laughs> You know, Helium yeah. 10 and, and Listing Builder, we still have a tie-in on the back end and the API to like overwrite subject matter, even if you don't have it, even if you don't see it in Seller Central anymore, we still have it in the back end. And then that, that'll give you some more like kind of like a ranking relevancy if you use that field. Awesome. That's great, Bradley. So yeah, I think we cover everything. Uh, I mean, I don't know if we're missing something, but is there anything as you feel you want to add to, you know, Make sure we we take all the gold nuggets from you, as they say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, there's, I mean, that that's just you know what, what we talked about is only a small part of everything. Yeah, for that, sure. That Amazon sellers yeah. should do, but but it's a good start, you know. So so just um, you know, like, and again, this is like, it's not like oh, Bradley's way is the only way to to do this. You know, this is just one of many nah. ways that mm -hmm. people are using to launch, and 
and I'm, but I'm sure if you incorporate some or all of these, it'll definitely help. But, but don't think that this is the entire thing. Like, oh, I'm just going to go yeah, copy yeah, yeah. what Bradley <laughs> said in 10 I mean, minutes. I make millions. Yeah, yeah. Make millions of dollars. No, but you, there's a lot more involved yeah. than selling on Amazon. Yeah. But this is a good start for you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's awesome, Bradley. So, I mean, I want to thank you. I think this is very valuable for us. I'm pretty sure people are going to enjoy it and implement some of it. And before we conclude, I want to give you, you know, a last minute so you can share how people can reach out to you and, you know, get in contact with Helium 10 team if they need to. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, anybody can just go to Helium10.com and, and, mm -hmm. and see what we're about. Uh, uh, just just like this, you know, I, I love giving out or having guests on to, to talk about different perspectives that aren't mine, you know, necessarily. Some some of them I agree with, some of them I don't. But regardless, I invite people mm -hmm. on. So the the way to reach out to me or the best way to 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 kind of like listen to what, you know, kind of knowledge I'm, I'm bringing from other guests is the serious sellers podcast. Mm -hmm. It's on, you know, Spotify. Pod, Recommend that. Very good. Yeah. What, what'd you say? <laughs> Recommended. Very good. I listened that Thank to you. every week. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Mm -hmm. You've yeah, been, yeah. you've been on the, uh, the Spanish version, right? Yeah, that's right. With that. Now, now we got to make an Italian version, I guess. And, and yeah, I don't know how many other sure. 17 languages you speak, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, just three, just three. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, German is next. We, we do have a German podcast. So like, yeah, if you're uh, listening, if you, um, listen to Vincenzo's, um, um, uh, podcast in the serious sellers podcast in espanol he's in one of the, the that one there we have a serious sellers podcast auf deutsch yeah too, for german but um yeah <laughs> that, that's the best way to reach out to me that's that's my instagram to uh serious sellers podcast awesome bradley so it's been a pleasure i'm pretty sure i'm gonna have you in the future for you know the fourth version of the maldives honeymoon <laughs> methodology you, you uh, can go with me uh, and hang out we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, make it we from the Maldives, uh, together over there. 100%. Cool. So it's been a pleasure, Bradley. So see you in the next one. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The E-Commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website, at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.